Foundations of Amateur Radio Imagine you're a new amateur. You've woken up in the middle of the night because insomnia seems like a good way to use amateur radio as an excuse to get on air and make some noise. You turn on the radio, key up the transmitter, and the next thing you know, it's dark. The breaker that powers your radio popped and there's no more glow coming from the hardware that's warming up your shack. You get up, reset the breaker, tighten up your dressing gown and switch on your gear. You sit down and key up. Pop. Darkness. What do you do next? The first thing to realise is that there is something wrong. That might sound obvious. The radio just tripped the breaker and it went off. But sometimes it's not that obvious. Sometimes there's something wrong, but it's not nearly as clear as light and dark. For example, you might key up and the SWR goes high. You might not even notice if your radio is set to monitor the power output or the automatic gain control that indicates how well your audio is going out. The point is that noticing that something is wrong is a matter of paying attention. Just sitting there all dumb and happy, mashing the microphone is going to cost money or cost something else one day when you stop paying attention. So finding out what's wrong starts with noticing that something is amiss. If you've been clued in that something is broken and you're not standing next to your radio with a fire extinguisher or tears running down your cheeks because you just blew up your new radio, you can move on to the next part of this little adventure. One thing to note is that it's really easy to make it worse at this point. Making it worse arises in all manner of different ways. Pain, either physical, RF burn, smoke, sparks, or mental, like the emptying of your wallet when it goes pear shape. The art of troubleshooting is the process of attempting to learn what's going on. Some people know instinctively how to do this. Others just wiggle stuff, unplug stuff, and hope for the best. Hoping for the best is not the best plan. One of the most basic aspects of troubleshooting, of trying to figure out what's happened, is to document what you find. Write it down. I know you're going to skip this, but it's going to bite you, and then you'll be sorry, and I'll be here telling you that I told you so. So write it down. Be meticulous. In case you're wondering, you're doing this for your own benefit, not my sense of curiosity. If you measure a value now and it's 7 ohm, and you change something and then you measure again and it's 23 ohm, if you didn't write it down, you'll never know, especially if the two measurements are a week apart. Next basic concept is to change as little as possible, preferably one thing at a time. That's easy for me to say while your reptilian hindbrain is currently attempting to decide between whom to murder first and how fast to run. There's a tendency during panic to wildly wave your hands about and fiddle with lots of stuff. The urge to do that is strong. Resist that urge with all that you have. Again, you're going to ignore that and I'm going to stifle my I told you so chant, but less is more. This is important. If you change two things, you've just doubled the possible causes. If you change three, there are now six different causes. And if you change four things, we're up to 24 different versions of the problem. Keep it simple. Third concept is to test things. The smaller the test, the better. For example, you're connected to the right antenna, right? The power supply is giving out the right voltage, right? The squelch is open, right? The microphone is plugged in, right? Test each of those, one at a time. The more you troubleshoot, the more this list will come naturally. 
Right now, you're probably cursing me for not supplying you with a ready-made list. That's because my shack is nothing like yours, not even a little bit. Also, your shack keeps changing. Besides, we're learning the skill of troubleshooting, and I already know how to do that. Mind you, truth be told, I've been known to make mistakes too, so there's that. Fourth concept is about testing gear. There's a tendency within our community to buy gadgets. The more the better. A voltmeter, an ohmmeter, an ammeter, an SWR meter, an oscilloscope, a VNA, a whatever. The more toys, the better. While toys, uh, tools, help, they're not the answer to every question. You have a more fundamental issue to deal with. Garbage in equals garbage out. If you measure ohms but needed volts, there's no helping you. So instead of focusing on what new tool to acquire, focus on what measurement you need to make to prove that something works or doesn't. The process of troubleshooting doesn't come naturally to everyone. I know, I've seen some very panicked people break some very expensive hardware, seen Fulbright scholars make bonehead mistakes, and heard stories of physicists narrowly avoiding electrocution. So don't be shy when you say that you're not sure how to really do troubleshooting. You can learn. We all did. Me included. I'm Ono, Victor Kilo 6, Foxtrot Lima, Alpha Bravo.